0: Welcome to the podcast where beast mode meets manifesting goddess. If you're ready to become the energetic match for all of your desires and start achieving from a place of joy and expansion, you are in the right place. I'm your host, Kayla Van Egdom, a health and energy coach, unicorn lover, and Amazon best-selling author. Crushing your goals can feel like self-care, And together, we are going to Slay and Thrive. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Slay and Thrive podcast. I'm looking forward to sharing today's message with you. In all honesty, it's a message that I need some reminders on from time to time, as you'll soon hear about. And I also just think that this distinction we're talking about today between focus and discipline versus going into that place of over control and over obsession is one of these things that can help us not only slay, so achieve those goals, conquer what it is we want to conquer, but also thrive. So we're enjoying the journey, our energy is good, it's clear. And we are not experiencing some of that restlessness and delay of happiness we can feel when we go into that place of over-obsession. This is a little bit of a follow-up episode to the last one I did on how we can have it all with the one catch. You don't have to listen to that one to get the gist of this one, but I think it was a pretty inspiring and helpful one and it's been a concept that has really helped me. So if you haven't listened to that one, it might be a good one to go back and check out. Today, we're going to talk about how to stay on the path of focus and discipline without it turning into over-control and over-obsession. In the last episode, I talked about how if we want to have it all, And there's multiple places that we need to work on. What we want to do is give one goal the lion's share of our attention and focus and discipline. And I encourage you to choose a goal that maybe has been weighing on you for some time. Maybe there's a lot of emotional charge or stuck energy around that goal. And when that's the case, we're going to want this focus and discipline. A goal with this much creative tension all bound up inside it is going to require all of us. So we're going to want to put all of our resources towards it. Obviously, our physical resources, taking the action, but also our mental and emotional resources, so generating the feelings we want to feel that are going to keep us enjoying the journey and making progress. We also want to do the mental work. So overcoming limiting beliefs or thoughts that are keeping us stuck. And then as well, our spiritual resources. So having some kind of a practice that aligns us and keeps us connected to a higher power or whatever it is that looks, it looks like to us on this journey so we're going to talk a bit about focus and discipline first so with focus and discipline you have your goal your one thing maybe a couple things depending on where you're at and you're getting clarity on what it needs what you need to do to actually get there so one thing that can be really helpful for just dropping into another level of this focus and discipline is doing a bit of a lifestyle audit on your current habits and the roadblocks that might get in the way when you're creating this transformation. For example, if you have a goal of weight loss, you can look at what habits are really strong in my life right now. Maybe you have a solid morning routine and you eat a salad for lunch every day. So you know those aren't the areas that you need to work on. You also know that maybe you have a nighttime snacking habit. Or you just eat when you get really stressed. Or you start the week really strong and by the time you get to Friday or the weekend, you tend to lose that steam and momentum. So you've noticed what habits are needing to be changed and you're also noticing your personal roadblocks and then you can get some clarity on how you can start to overcome these roadblocks. Once you know what needs to change in your life in terms of habits that need to be built or eliminated, roadblocks that need to be consistently transformed You want to prioritize these key things for as long as it takes. And if you need to start with these smaller, more micro versions of the habit, that's a great place to start. So we talked about focus and discipline and what that can look like. And now I wanted to talk about a challenge that I have, and I think a challenge that many people have just based on conversations I've had and work I've done with clients, is the shift from focus and discipline into a place of over-control and over-obsession. And it's actually interesting, in an inner coach call we did, we were actually talking about how it can be beneficial to be healthily obsessed with something where you're just really excited about it and want to learn all about it and just soaking up all the information and immersing yourself in whatever it is. We're not talking about that kind of obsession in today's episode. We're talking about that clenching and forcing and that really intense, desperate action where you're trying to do all the things and make it happen as fast as possible and we, when we end up in that place, what very often happens is we actually end up rubber banding in the opposite direction. There's a concept in the book, The Untethered Soul, where he talks about the idea of a middle path and that the middle path is the one we want to stay on because it's that middle path that is our straight trajectory to wherever it is we're wanting to go. And on either side of that middle path, there's going to be the two extremes. So in today's podcast, as we talk about these ideas, I want you to think about the middle path as being focus and discipline. And then you also have your two extremes. So you have over control and over uh, obsession on the far right of that middle path. And then on the far left You're going to have apathy, self-abandonment, checking out, self-sabotage. And what happens is many people spend a lot of time swinging between the two extremes. So they'll push really hard and go to that far right. And that's exhausting and it's hard to keep up with for any length of time. So they'll swing back to the far left. So instead of moving forwards on their journey... What they're doing is moving far left, far right, far left, far right, and they're not making that forward progress. And that's why I think this is such a powerful conversation to have, because I want all of my listeners to be able to stay on that middle path and make steady forward progress towards whatever it is they're trying to achieve. And like I said, this is a reminder that I need for myself. I often teach what I need to learn or learn on a deeper level. So I am excited about diving in deeper to this conversation. I'm gonna start off by sharing a few of the distinctions between focus and control. So I'm gonna just use focus and control from here on out because it's a lot to say focus and discipline versus control and obsession every single time. So I'm going to talk about the distinctions between the two. And when in these distinctions, you'll notice some red flags that might let you know that you've gone and strayed to the path of over control. The first thing that I wanted to talk about is the difference in the energy of both of these states. So focus and discipline are going to feel stable and grounded and centered. When you're in this energy, you're going to feel confident and capable and certain. So maybe the goal you're working on has eluded you to this point, and maybe you have a few leftover doubts that you're working on, but you don't doubt your worth ethic. And you don't doubt your ability to stay on this path and do the work for as long as it takes. And the other thing is that focus and discipline are more process focused. Because when you think about discipline, it's not you've suddenly achieved the goal and that's discipline. Discipline is the daily action that's done repeatedly, consistently, and energetically day in, day out. That's what discipline is. And then when we think about control and obsession, that energy is so different. You might find yourself feeling frantic and impatient and restless and maybe even a little bit desperate. Control and obsession are also more results focused. And when you're in this energy, you probably just want to Get there as soon as you can and be done with it because it's so exhausting to keep up all of that control and having this endeavor be so all consuming that it becomes this unhealthy obsession. So, if you find yourself starting to overattach to deadlines, that's a big red flag that you've crossed over into obsession. I was listening to a podcast once, I think it was, The Model Health Show, and he said, most people are willing to do whatever it takes, so that obsession and control, but they aren't willing to do it for however long it takes. So that's something that really resonated with me. And honestly, I had a little bit of a temporary struggle with this when I first stumbled upon this idea of focusing on one thing at a time and giving that the lion's share of my resources. So in the beginning, when I first discovered this idea and kind of made this energetic declaration and decision, I think it was mid-February and I decided, you know what, I have been in the same place with my weight for two years now, I'm done, I'm ready, I am going to spend this next 90 days tackling this weight loss thing, and I'm going to achieve my goal by my birthday, which was May 8th. And that seemed like a decent amount of time, but what then happened was I ended up getting very stressed and very agitated when any of life's regular challenges and setbacks would come up. If I got invited to a restaurant, I thought about how far is this going to set me back? When I knew I was going to the States in mid-March, I was actually a little bit stressed about the fact that there would be more indulgences. And I know my mom likes to spoil us with different foods and I wouldn't be as in control of my workouts. And I had to realize that I was trying to do whatever it takes without being willing to do that for however long it takes. And just throwing out that deadline and getting more process focused again was such a powerful shift. And I want you to think about this for yourself. This is a 90-day period if you've given yourself that, but that doesn't mean that the work needs to end at the end of that 90 days. It's a 90 days of cultivating the right strategies, the right habits, the right disciplines. So there is no race and maybe we just decide that it happens when it happens and we're going to choose to enjoy the journey of becoming this stronger, more capable and happier version of ourself along the way. The other way to know that you're on the path of focus and discipline is that they're going to, this is going to add to your life and make it better. And I'm not going to say that it's always going to be easy to have focus and discipline. When you're changing things, it's going to be uncomfortable, especially near the beginning. However, when you're on this path long enough and you've started to get that positive momentum on your side, it actually feels amazing when we're keeping these self-made promises and taking great care of ourselves when we've gone into trying to over control, it's actually probably taking away our joy and our happiness. It's stopping us from thriving because we're so consumed by making this goal happen that it's keeping us from being present from for the best parts of our lives. It's so all consuming and it's happening in a way that doesn't feel good. So this is one of my big red flags because I am pretty happy, not pretty happy, let's be fair, I'm really happy, like I have great friends, a great relationship, loving the job I'm working at right now, I love my hobbies and the personal projects I'm working on and I was finding for a week or two there that I just wasn't as present and happy and just embodied in those key areas of my life. And that realization alone was something that inspired me to get this message out there and talk about some of these red flags that will happen. So that's another red flag is just feeling checked out and unable to focus on all the good you've already created in your life. And another way to make this distinction is with discipline, you trust yourself. You trust your process, your worth ethic, your ability to figure it out, because you might not have the process 100% dialed in at first, but you know that you'll just keep experimenting and keep figuring it out. And that's why the energy is so different here. With control, there's no trust and no love. And that's the other thing is discipline and focus feel very loving. In our lives, because we're doing this to better ourselves and give ourselves the gift of this better life. Glennon Doyle wrote that we can either control ourselves or we can love ourselves, but we can't do both. Love is the opposite of control, love demands trust. Focus and discipline have both this trust. And there's patience, so they can withstand the obstacles and setbacks on the journey. With control and obsession, there's a lot of impatience that can creep in. And that impatience leads me to the final red flag I wanted to talk about. That swing between the extremes when we get off that middle path and we swing between the far right where we're obsessing, we're over controlling, we're pushing so hard and then we wear ourselves out and we fall back over to the far left where we're checked out, we're self-sabotaging, we're going back to those habits or patterns that we're trying to break free of so we can achieve this goal. So those were a lot of different distinctions and red flags to look for as you pursue whatever it is you're pursuing in your everyday life. And then I just wanted to wrap up by sharing a few best practices for staying on that middle path, for staying in the energy of focus and discipline. The first is to just throw out the deadline. Maybe you still give yourself the 90 days to focus on your process. But if you have a goal that's maybe a weight loss goal like mine is or a debt repayment goal or anything that has a lot of factors that are by their very nature outside of our control, then it's so freeing to throw out the deadline and just get very process focused. I also think there might be some Times where deadlines actually work well. And this can be with more tangible products, products, projects. And for me, these can be things like finishing a book. However, the reason that I can set deadlines on this now is because I've cultivated a writing practice where I kind of know how long it'll take me to write a book and how much time I have in my everyday life and how much I can dedicate to my writing in a given period. So it could, a deadline could work, but for most goals, just practice throwing out the deadline and getting consistent with the actions. Another strategy is to cultivate all the resources you need for this journey. So we talked about having the mental, physical, emotional, and spiritual resources. Whatever this looks like for you. An example in my own life, I have realized that I actually have some serious limiting beliefs and secondary intentions, so reasons not to achieve my goal weight. And these are things that I'm going to be working on alongside taking the action, because I know that taking all the action in the world isn't going to help me solve for my limiting beliefs or for the parts of me who are actually benefiting from not achieving this goal. So the mental and emotional work here is so important as well. You also want to get clear and focused on what is going to move the needle the most for you and start to create consistency and discipline in these key areas. And then once you've done this, once you've decided these are my one, two or three main things and these are the ones I'm going to focus on. Then you want to build the emotional states of trust and patience because you have cracked the code and you know now that it's only a matter of when, not a matter of if. I also find personally tracking helpful, but you don't need to track everything you want to do some tracking around the key areas of your focus. For example, one of the things I track is I have a scorecard every week that I talked about back in my Slay Your Defining Moments podcast. That was a couple weeks ago now. So I just have a scorecard on On one side. It says own the night where I like finish the evening strong and stay on the path of just like achieving my goals. And then on the other side, I have getting owned, where I resort to those old patterns and habits and choose things that aren't in alignment with where I want to go. And I just keep track of how often I win my evening routine versus how often I don't. So think about what you might want to track. And it doesn't have to be like one of the more traditional ways of tracking. You can have a scorecard like this or you can track something that makes a lot of sense to you. If you are wanting to enjoy the journey a lot more, for example, maybe you give yourself a rating every day on 1 to 10 of how much you enjoyed the journey and stayed in the energy of thriving throughout the day. The other thing that can really help build this focus and discipline is to start small with your habits and Build up to where you want to get with the habit if something is a big change for you. So as James Clear wrote, standardize before you optimize. So have that minimum baseline you want to create with your habit and then have some sort of a tracking system so you know how you're doing. And once you've noticed you've built some consistency, you can start to maybe shift that habit so it's a little bit better, a little bit stronger. You add a little bit to it. The other thing that you can do to stay on that middle path is just check in with your energy and emotional state on a regular basis. So you want to know your own red flags for dropping into hyper control and hyper obsession. For me, I do journaling every day and part of that journaling is emotion coaching. So I check in on my emotions and Those emotions that I'm feeling are going to give me some really powerful feedback about where on the path I am. Am I still on the path of focus and discipline? Or am I starting to take those baby steps off onto the path, not even the path, off onto the like wilderness of control and obsession? And when you notice it quickly, you can start to more quickly get yourself back on the path that you want to be on. It can also be helpful to create your own best practices for loosening the death grip on outcomes and deadlines. So ask yourself, for me, what does it look like to release all the attachment and release some of that intensity when it starts to work against me? What can I do to ensure that I stay on the middle path instead of straying to one of those extremes? The other thing that's going to really help here in terms of slaying and thriving is making sure you're continuing to make your life fun and expansive and enjoyable as you're pursuing this goal. So, when we try to delay and hold off on enjoying ourselves or treating ourselves, and again, these treats don't have to be out of alignment with our goal. If we hold off on those things and we're waiting until we achieve the goal, to feel happy and have fun, that's where the impatience is going to come from. Because we think once we hit that goal, then we'll be happy. Then we'll be at peace. So of course, we're going to try and rush and get there as quickly as possible, which is going to lead to that obsession, which is then going to cause us to rubber band in the far left direction and undo any progress we've made. So this is a really important strategy to keep in mind as well. And then if you do want some more ideas for just cultivating next level discipline and focus and commitment, I did an episode back in January. It was episode 43, and that was activating commitment and dedication. I think I gave seven or eight different strategies for just building more commitment and consistency into your everyday life. So that could be a great one to return to or to just listen to if you haven't yet. And that is today's episode. I hope you found this helpful. I hope it gave you some things to think about, some things to be on a little bit of an alert for, because I want all of you to not only slay your goals, but to thrive along the way. And one of the ways we can do this is to stay on this middle path. I hope you have a great rest of your week and we'll talk to you next time. Thanks for listening to another episode. If you're loving this podcast, I would be so grateful if you'd subscribe, leave a rating and review of this podcast wherever you listen, and maybe even share this episode with a friend or two. And if you want bonus live trainings, challenges, a monthly book club, and a community of other amazing people, looking to slay and thrive daily. I would love for you to join our free Facebook community, the Unicorn Thunder Playground. Hope to see you inside.